Hi folks, this is Tim with Apocalypse Now. You're listening to part two of our two-part look at the final two episodes of Spike TV show The Mist, the not-so-successful Stephen King adaptation. We've got a lot going on in Kansas City right now. I'm heavily involved with the Kansas City Fringe Festival, and I don't quite have the editing time that I normally would have to work on an episode. Consequently, you get something that's a little more uh, unfiltered, a little more raw, a little more, you know long and uh, hopefully you've listened to part one if not it's uh, pretty much anywhere you can find the show and uh, here's part two we hope you enjoy it as always thank you for listening do you fear the zombie uprising are you prepared to survive what's coming if you listen very carefully you might just make it out alive this is zompocalypse now Better use okay. If we're gonna try and save this, I think I gave. <laughs> There's no way to save this. I no. think I gave a good, a good, a, a good save earlier. Like last, I think it was last week when I said there's a. They could have done this same plot because and had it had it been more established that Adrian had, you know, bipolar disorder right. or or you know. Or something like that earlier, mm-hmm. but he was he was bipolar, and that you know when the rape happened, you know maybe I don't know maybe he was off his bed. That's that's such a horrible disservice to the bipolar. To bipolar yeah, well, I mean, but but I'm trying to I'm I'm, I'm trying to polish a turd here, and I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, um, I know. And I then know. you know, given the fact that he's without his medication for several days. Have him slowly descend into his mental illness more and more and more, and maybe as that as he does that, realize what he's done or figure out himself what he's done. Yeah, I mean it's. I mean I know I know we could have, and then maybe there could have been some sort of, you know, more pathos to this because then Adrian would know he deserved. You know, right now. Because Adrian, one of the problems is that he's so non... He's 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 such a little psycho that he's no... There's no depth to him. Yeah. And then you, you, no depth to anything that he does in these last two episodes. It's all so surface level. It's not even a good manipulation. So yeah. anyway, it doesn't matter. It's just stupid. So he is, he's it. he's not dead when when Mia take drags Kevin away because the room is now on fire with the power of digital fire. Nobody even mentions the fact that the mall's on fire. Right. This will never come up again. Right. The fact that one of those doors in the mall is now engulfed in flames. This yeah. This literally will not be referred to again for the remaining like thirty minutes of this episode, right. which is the end of the series. Right. Meanwhile, um, uh. Not meanwhile, not meanwhile. Eve and Alex, Alex ha, or Eve locked Jay in a in a supply closet, right? And and, and because they, the mall is an infinite has infinite number of hallways, yeah. infinite number of rooms, no one has ever heard him screaming for help. And the mall manager, after he killed that crazy lady last week, told everyone Alex did it. Which you know, come on, Alex is what a buck ten. <laughs> There's no way that she was able to kill that lady with. There's just no way. I don't even think Alex is a buck ten. I think this is, yeah, it's every and everybody, everybody inside this mall, just reacts 
as if um, he's brought you a piece of, or she's brought you some plastic. Yeah. Uh, everybody inside this mall just reacts as if this all makes sense. Yeah. It's just, it, I'm, I'm so confused. This town, this town is literally Oh, they're The worst place to live. Yeah. I, I cannot even... Everybody in this town looks at Eve and thinks, you're a slut. Right. And everybody in town looks at Alex and goes, you're the kid of a slut. Right. And everybody looks at Kevin and goes, why did he marry that slut? Right. This, <laughs> these are awful people. Yeah. And, and there's just... I don't even I don't even understand how, how we got to this point. So yeah, so so Alex is Eve is looking for Alex because the mob is looking to murder her, mm-hmm. and they find they all find each other. Adrian finds them. And they all find each other and they get together. He lies and says Kevin is dead. Everybody weeps and cries. Then they get they get caught. The security guard swings the axe at Eve right as she's shooting him, and she wings him in the shoulder, but he knocks the gun out of her hand, and so he gets the gun. That's right. important. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's important because I didn't. I didn't register that he'd gotten the gun. And by the way, there's no way in hell him swinging that axe that way and her shooting the gun that way gets him shot the way he gets shot. No, that's not how physics works. Right. But whatever. So then they're all put in the room with Jay, and Alex immediately runs over and like wraps her delicate bird arms around him and it's like oh i love jay i'm so glad you're okay and adrian is like fuck how many times am i gonna have to rape this girl to get her to not love this guy and so then he just beat starts beating him with a paint can and says like he says that the the dna test results came back and alec and jay was the rapist this is this this, which is not true by the way yeah and well and then eve eve this scene establishes something that we knew all along. This is like the, her crowning moment of being a terrible, terrible adult. Yeah. Because there is a teenage boy beating another teenage boy in front of her with a paint can. And the adult in the room does not sit there and go, let's not do that. But, okay, but remember... And I, but I don't... I mean, I, I know, I know, but, but the thing is, is, you can't root for her... You, you can't root for her at this point. Right. You cannot sit there and go, I don't even... She's been... Because well, she's been, mani- like, maniacally twirling her mustache like a, you know, a villain from Rocky and Bullwinkle for five episodes now. <laughs> like, and and it doesn't help that they've done everything they can to, even though we are supposed to, up until that point, believe that Jay is the rapist, made him, like, this goofable, lovable guy. Yeah. It's the writing around these characters, these characters in the situation in which they find themselves, and the way that they act in the situation is so like the way Alex just like, oh, I'm sorry, I can, I said that you raped me. I guess I was wrong. Now let's make out. Is so insane. Oh yeah, and yes, when you're a teenager, it is a, a lot of your your emotional reactions. The, the strange bumping noises and the squeaking noises you hear is the sound of the zombie dog. Okay, yes. Maisie the zombie dog she was has got just a squeaky toy and she's running around with it and squeaking it and jumping off the couch with it. So these strange background noises you're hearing, it's a dog having a good time. We just want you to know that right. Maisie is enjoying herself because... Somebody's got it. <laughs> 
So anyway, the mall people come to take Alex. Oh, no, no. Oh, oh yeah, gosh, wait. Gosh, got to back up again. <laughs> so Mrs. Raven and the sheriff and that couple that followed them out of the church. Who are oddly rodent-looking people. Yeah. Which is kind of ironic when you think about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're walking through the sewers. Remember that they left the church on fire. Yes, because no one gets to live. A church that only has one entrance. Oh, wait, no, it doesn't. It has multiple entrances and windows and things, but that's okay. They're all dead. Yeah. So they're in these sewers, um, which I have to say, the, the sewers are, A, very well lit for flashlights. Yeah. B, um, very well, very clean. Oh, yeah. Ooh, very clean sewers. Gigantic. Uh, and, and, yes, there are big sewers like that, um, but generally speaking, they're not quite so clean. And um, so, yeah, they're making their way through the sewers system. Right. And uh, so they, they climb up this ladder. Let's mm-hmm. talk about rats for a little while. Yeah. Um, the, 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 husband, uh, the, the husband is like, I don't like rats. They're, they're disease carriers. And Mrs. Raven's like, humans carry diseases too. And rats are just, you know, they're are survivors. Little humans. Everything is beautiful. Everything is beautiful. And I'm not crazy. And um, the husband and the wife are kind of looking at her going, we may have made the incorrect choice in this in this yeah. matter. Perhaps burning to death was the better option. Right. Well, they don't have a lot live very long to think about this because as they're climbing up this ladder to the next level of the sewer, because sewers have levels, um, they the husband sees a rat and he slips and he falls and he breaks his leg. Right. And maybe his back because the way he's kind of laying, it looks like maybe he, he falls broke. like twenty feet. Yeah, he breaks a couple of things. And so the wife is like, we've got to go down and help him. And Mrs. Raven is like, no, he's fine. He's going to be part of the ecosystem. And, she, and the wife's like, I don't want my husband to be part of the ecosystem. I want to rescue him. And the sheriff is really torn. And he's like, we're not going to leave your husband alone. And she's like, oh, thank you. And so then he stabs her in the gut and throws her over the side. And she lands on top of him. And then they're eaten by rats. Which... Okay, sure. Yeah. And then he has, like, a moment about it. Like, <laughs> like, this is not the seventh or eighth person he's killed. Like, the characters on this show, just, like, the body count alone. Oh, they're, yeah, they're just awful people. Yeah. Well, and then they're sitting there talking, and she's talking about, you know, how, how rats are kind. And she reaches over and takes picks up this, this rat. Yeah. And I'm like, thank goodness this sewer is full of trained, <laughs> domesticated rats, because that's Instead not how rats the, act like, in the real like, world. Giant, hideous sewer monsters that they actually are. I, I saw a rat in Washington, D.C. I ever told you this story about the rat? Oh, no. Oh, my gosh. So. so me and my, my junior and senior year, and my youth group from First Baptist Church, Wimberley, Texas goes to Washington, D.C. for this big youth rally, this mm-hmm. big Baptist youth rally. Sure, sure. And so every night after the rally, we would, like, go and walk around the city because it's Washington, D.C. at night. And you were mugged by a rat. Beautiful. <laughs> and so we're walking along, like, we're maybe four blocks away from the mall in this area that's, like, super old Washington in front of, like, around some of these old, old places that have been around forever. And this big, gigantic, beautiful hotel is on our left. Mm-hmm. And we're walking, and this rat comes out of the sewer. I swear to God, the size of Maisie. <laughs> 
Except little short little rat legs. Uh-huh. And it toddles across the road. And we're all standing there watching it. Hops up on the sidewalk in front of us. Climbs the steps to this giant, beautiful hotel. The automatic, it's so heavy, the automatic door is open and it walks inside. And we were all, and my pastor, who was there, was with us, looks at me and says, Did you see that? And I said, Yes, I did. We <laughs> kept on going. Like, what are you going to do? Anyway, horrifying monster creatures. Um, yeah. But they love, they love Mrs. Raven. So, so they get to the mall. Yeah, so they come up. They come up through the through the sewers, and <laughs> I remember Mrs. Raven has convinced the sheriff that he has got to kill Jay for this rape, so that the Black Spring will end. Right. So they go and they find the mall manager and uh, tell him, to, you know, the mall manager and and the sheriff have this like minute where it's like you. You give me my son. I don't care if you're going to kill Eve Copeland and her daughter. Just give me your son. And so he does. And they go and Mrs. Raven leads them to a door. And Jay is like, what's going on? Like, where are we going? And, and the next three minutes is his father saying, I love you. Do you trust me? All these like alarm bell phrases. And I kept going, run. Right. Run. Run. And, you can Run! <laughs> and this is probably the best acting from this kid for the whole thing because he's like crying and he's like, you've got to tell me what's happening. I'm not going any further unless you tell me. Like, I trust you and I love you, but you have to tell me yeah. what's going on. And finally, he's like, no, I can show you how to survive out in the mist. We're going to make it. We're going to be okay. And so Jay goes out the door and then they close him out. And this, and he ends up running away. Like, you're my dad. And he runs. Let me in. And he runs off into the mist. And the sheriff's all shook up about it. But Miss Raven is like, oh, no, it's going to be fine. As soon as he's dead, the mist will dissipate. Right. Right. So then they... It all kind of comes to the head when Eve and, and Alex are about to be kicked out of the mall. Right, because they are, they are convinced that... Alex killed the lady, and no matter the fact that none of this makes any sense, that there is plenty of reason to suspect she didn't do it. Um, there are... Everyone is just on board. The mob has arrived. Right. They are all just convinced that if they can just get rid of these people, everything's going to be fine. Where do you keep finding this plastic? Um, so, <laughs> around this time, so they've gone and, and, uh, and rounded up and beat up all the people that were hiding in the, uh, right. in the, in the loading dock. It's the, the lesbian who has no name and the guy in the, the Middle Eastern guy in the yellow shirt that has no name. It's, it's really keeping the minorities except for the security guard and the, right. and the mall manager. And so they're all standing there like, you can't do this. We weren't bothering you. Why are you doing this to us? And... Uh, the lesbian stands up and says, I'm not taking any more shit from you people. I stood up to bullies my whole life. I'm not going to deal with you now. And the security guard shoots her in the chest. Yeah. It straight up murders her. Yeah. And, you know, so that was awesome. And everyone's like, eh. Yeah. Pishaw. 
Don't you know? Don't you know the 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 the, the gay characters in the show are the evil ones? Right. <laughs> so anyway, uh-huh. Eve finally tells everyone like you can't kill Alex. Uh, or the sheriff shows up and she's like, you have to let Alex stay. I'll go, but you have to let Alex stay. And 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 Eve finally tells us the big secret that no one knew this whole time, uh, which is only inferred to inferred like mentioned in the one weird episode that has the flashbacks. Um, Alex is actually the sheriff's daughter. Because as everyone knows, Eve is a slut. Yes. Everyone in town is aware that she was sleeping her way around the entire place. She was slutting it up. And of course, no one can ever forgive anything in this town because our, our youthful indiscretions must be carried with us until we die. Yes, oh. so so the sheriff doesn't believe her, and they're going to kick him out, and that's when Kevin and Mia show up. Right, and Kevin is not having it. <laughs> he has killed enough people <laughs> on his way to find his family that when he hears they're going to get kicked with them all, he just goes and punches the security guard right in the face. And he's actually doing pretty well. Yeah. I mean, he's like, like like six people jump at him, and he's like, nope! <laughs> yeah, and Mia's in there, and they're all fighting, and it's awesome, and then the mall manager gets the gun. Right. And they make the first point, like, the mom and is like, you people, you're, this family is messed up. You're all real messed up, and you better get out of this mall. And on one hand, this is a true it's statement. True. But on the other hand, they're all pretty crazy, too. Now, so they decide, Mia and Kevin and Alex and Eve decide that they're going to leave. Right. Well, they... <laughs> Well, they're they're willing. They're going to agree that that fighting the getting kicked out is not going right. where they're just going. Well, and here. they Kevin knows they've got GameStop in a Humvee, right, right around the corner. Mm-hmm. They, nobody else knows this, right. Um, here's the thing, though. I said this to you, like if I'm the Middle Eastern guy in the yellow shirt, I'm like, I think I'm going to take my chances with the yeah. Then instead of you crazy people, because I know that I'll be <clears throat> the next one killed. Anyway, I'm going to be kicked out of this mall next anyway, more than likely. You realize that he dies at the end, right? Yeah. Along with everybody else, even though he didn't do anything wrong. Right. Eh. Well, all the other people, because there were like six or seven other people that were with them in the loading dock. Oh, spoiler alert for a show that's been canceled. Yeah, they, well, <laughs> and they show, like, the, the people that were, like, bloodied, mm-hmm. those were, like, there's an old couple that went with them, uh, and yeah. some other people, like, they all, none of them all, none of them stand up for, for them. None of them say, we're going to go with you two, or whatever. Yeah, but still. So, so, so they, so they, they get them. They, they go out the door, or, mm-hmm. uh, and Kevin's leading them around to the car, and Alex is sucked up into the mist. Oh God! So this whole sequence, she is literally this tentacle of mist wraps around her like cobra, you know, or, you know boa constrictor tentacle thing right. wrapping around, and it just like covers her up, and it, it goes inside her mouth in this very anime tentacle yeah. way, which is like really wrong. And here's, like, we're talking, like, major special effects failure. Yeah. Because while this is happening to her, her face is, the expression she is showing is one of great indifference (laughs) to this thing. Super boredom. And Uh, it's it's like, what is happening here? And, of course, nobody held hands as they were running through the mist. No. Um, nobody, Nobody tried to stay together. And she, the youngest member of this group, the one who probably is 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 the least beat up of of the, any of them. The reason 
The whole show is taking place. <laughs> Alex is legitimately everyone's motivation. She is falling behind and nobody seems to notice until she's like gone. <laughs> and so And she's getting this thing is like she's in the air and yeah. I'm like I'm like this could be No, there's no way to save this effect. This is this is a this is a you know, Atari 64. Yeah. yeah. It's just, oh God, what are we doing here? Well, anyway, Jave shows up out of nowhere and knocks her out of the air and rescues her. Right. And so Kevin and er- and Eve come back and try and rescue both of them, but Jay is now stuck in the mist. And while it took, I don't know, a minute, minute and a half of, of bad special effects, it takes like seconds for Jay to be like, oh, I'm dead. Right. <laughs> Well, I think I think we have to get in the mind of the people who are writing this show and thinking, we're setting up some really great questions for season two. Well, no, but... <laughs> but, but you know, so anyway, um, Jay dies, and they get in the car, and she's like, he was saving me, and, and he was my brother, and I was into it. And, you know... <laughs> well, at this point, Kevin looks over and goes... Hang on. Yeah. What conversation were we having that I wasn't right. here for? Well, and then he says, oh, and by the way, he didn't rape you. And then Eve is like, who oh. did? She's like, who did? And he goes, who told you I was dead? And by the way, um, you know, Alex's reaction to this is not, oh, God, I've been horribly betrayed to by my, my, my dearest friend. And my own. She sort of looks there and goes. Huh. Yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> like, okay, what is going on? Nobody's reaction to the these revelations are what they should be. No, not a because person. Alex should be messed up that she's just been crushing super hard on her half brother and that her best friend who uh, her best friend like raped her and uh, her true you know, the, the the true her actual father. Yeah. Well, actually, no. I, I would argue that Kevin is her, her father. biological her father. biological father. Um, is kind of a dick. Right. <laughs> and meanwhile, Eve should be a lot more messed up about the fact that she just spent five days trying to murder somebody who didn't actually do anything. Well, yes. And Kev- and Kevin, while having actually found his family, mm-hmm. should be a little more upset that he's basically turned into a murderer again and again and again. Right. So they um, are... Driving past the door. They decide to drive <laughs> past the doors of the mall. And everybody... Okay, so here's something that I was I was wondering about. Like, uh, the sheriff pulls out his knife at, uh, right before the, the Humvee drive path, drives mm-hmm. past. Yeah. It makes me think that he was about to go on a murder spree. Well, because what also happens right about this time oh, yeah. is Mrs. Raven actually shows up to the, to the larger mall community. Yeah. And she starts talking... About what has happened. Right. The Black and, Spring and how she's nature's messenger. And, and like, all of these people, the crazy mob, the crazy mob crazies. Are confronted with a different kind of crazy. And they're just like, eh, we don't want to take your pamphlet, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> just like, and, but she, and she's not explaining herself very well. No. She sounds, she sounds like a confused old woman. Right. And, which she is. Mm-hmm. And... There's this whole lot of, what is, why is she here? Is she okay? Yeah. And these are the people who were just like a minute ago, you know, murder, kill, this yeah. whole family of people. It's like, you know, and that's when he's sitting there 
uh, going up to the door, and he's got the knife out. And you know what? You could very well be right. He may have been... Because he's crazy at this yeah. point. I mean, he's, his mind has gone to... Yeah, there's nothing in the sheriff anymore. And then... So, there, so, so Kevin <laughs> pulls... He's about to pull out of the mall, and he stops, and everybody's like, what are you doing? And me is like... Don't. And he's Good. like, what? And he goes, put on your seatbelts. And Eve's like, okay. And he's like... I mean, literally, she's like, eh, eh, click. Yeah. And look on Mia's face when she's like, okay. And Alex is like, what? He's like, put your seatbelt on, honey. And then he guns the engine and backs the car right through the main doors to the mall. Letting in the mist and killing everybody! Killing everybody. <laughs> Except for the sheriff, who just so happened to be standing right there. Because they get lodged in the door. Mm-hmm. And they're like, we're stuck. And the sheriff looks over and goes, I have to save my daughter, who, I, who just minutes ago was saying, you can't possibly be my daughter. Eve is a liar. And now it's like, no, but wait, I can see it in your eyes or something. Right. My crazy my crazy has become a more functional crazy, and he... He saves them, and then gets in the car, and the and they all drive away. So it's... Kevin and Eve, mm-hmm. and GameStop and Mia, mm-hmm. and Alex and the Sheriff all escape. Right. Everyone else in the mall dies except for the mall manager who makes it up to his office and is playing with his papers and his ships and bottles while everyone screams and begs to be let in. Right. And uh, Mrs. Raven is approached by her husband, mm-hmm. who's carrying a stillborn baby. Mm-hmm. And and she takes the baby in her arms and she nurses it and the baby comes back to life, but it sucks all of her life energy out and then she dies. And, and it's semi-beautiful. Because she kind of is standing there in the mist and she goes, oh, you're all going to die, but that's okay, I'm going to die too. And that's when he, and it's very, it's actually very kind of, that was very interesting. I think that... Well, it raises real questions about what the, the nature of the mist actually is. Uh-huh. That the consistency of what the mist does, what it's for, how it reacts with people, uh-huh. is not consistent at all. Right. There are no rules, there are no guidelines. And instead of there being, you getting that sense that... Anything can happen. There aren't any rules. Anything can happen. It's more of a sense that they didn't come up with rules. They didn't mm-hmm. sit there and go, you know. They just, sold like we've said this before. They lost it. Yeah. They sold. They sold their pitch. Ten hours of the mist, and then they realized, oh shit, we've got to write ten hours of the mist. Right. Because I mean, you know, when you're when you're a novella, you know, your short novel is only a couple hundred pages. Really, mm-hmm. ten episodes is a a lot of time. Right. And they didn't want to retread the stuff the movie had already done. Well, but again, we talked about this last week, is that there's no sense of threat to the mist. And mm-hmm. it doesn't help that a lot of what we see in terms of the mist killing people is a fair amount of CGI failure. Right. So, anyway, Kevin and his team escape, and they're, they leave town, and they see a train. Oh, well, first, the private and not Brian are driving up back up to the military base. And who snuck into the back of the car? Adrian. Uh, they do not notice in this, because of course no one notices anything, the fact that he stinks, he's going to stink of blood. Yeah. That car is going to, I mean, it's going to be reeking. Blood has a very distinct smell. Mm-hmm. And he's going to be reeking of it because he is covered in it. 
Um, and he should be slightly singed, which means it's like something's burnt in the car. Mm-hmm. And he can't be breathing well. Mm-hmm. And so, but no, they don't, they don't, they don't even notice this stuff. No. Right. And so, Kevin is driving and they decide, they see a train. And so they decide to drive up to the train station. And Mia's like, I don't like this. And Eve's like, I no. Eve says, I don't like this. Right. And Mia says, I agree with your wife. And Eve's like, turn off the headlights. So the headlights go off. And the train arrives, and they're all sitting there watching the train. And the doors to the ca- to the to the to the compartments open up, and all these people in orange jumpsuits start getting pushed out by people with machine guns. Mm-hmm. And Ga- and Mia's like, "What are they doing?" And Kevin goes, "They're feeding it," and that's the end. And we'll never know. Now, in all fairness. The novella actually ends with them getting in the car and driving out of town with no sense of what's going to happen next. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is it is a, mo- a spoiler alert for the you know oh wait I should <laughs> you should go read the novella now I just gave away the ending. No, right. it's been out for years, <laughs> twenty five years if not yeah. longer. Yeah, I know. So it's um, so it's it's a moderately optimistic ending. For the situation, which is why the ending in the film was that way. It was because, you know, mm. Darabont looked at it and went, but that's not an ending. Mm-hmm. We need to give them an ending. And I just, and I, I got this really terrible, you know, this situation that I could really take it to a really dark place. And it did. And I watched that movie one time. I'll never watch it again. And Stephen King loved that ending. I know he did. I'm not, I'm not... I'm not saying that it wasn't a good movie or that oh, it's the a brutal, it's wasn't a, really affecting, but I'm saying I will never watch that movie. Yeah, it's just, I mean, it's, a, it's, a, it's the kind of ending that, even if it works for you, it there really are takes some, you to a very dark There are some movies, place. like, if I am flipping through the channels and I see Steel Magnolias, mm-hmm. no matter how, how much is left in that movie, if I'm, no matter what I'm doing, I could be about to turn off the TV and accidentally hit channel up instead of off. Mm-hmm. And if Steel Magnolias is on, whatever I am doing mm-hmm. is now w- furloughed until that movie is over. I sit down, sure. I immediately start to cry, and I watch the rest of the movie. <laughs> uh, it's kind of the same thing, the uh, the Kira Knightley version of Pride and Prejudice. Oh, okay. Sure. I love that movie. <laughs> I've seen it seven or eight times. Oh, okay. And anytime it's on TV, I will watch it. If I'm flipping through the channels and I see any part of the mist is on, I do not like. I will know. See, I can understand that. Um, I, I don't have that reaction with that. I, the 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 horror film that, that I end up. Do you remember the film Martyrs? I've never seen it. Okay, I think it's a brilliantly made film. Mm-hmm. It's a, part of the French. Uh, uh, was it new wave of horror? Yeah. Um, it's. I think it's extremely well crafted. It's some of the shots are gorgeous. It's extremely well written. The performances are fantastic. It's incredibly brutal. And there's a whole sequence, for those of you who might have not seen it and might want to, it is a, it is a very well-made horror film. I will never watch it again. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I could admire so much about that movie mm-hmm. and go, I saw it. I could sit there and go, you did an excellent job, but it took me long enough to scrub the imagery out of my head, and I do not get scared at horror films. Mm-hmm. I've got, you know, we, we've, we, we've, been there when people have built severed limbs yeah. the gore factor doesn't bother me um my day job is in people parts i mean ew um but i just i don't i don't need the, that imagery in my head yeah 
And I, it, but I said it's it's a incredibly well crafted film. Mm. Uh, see the French version. The American version lacks the impact. The American version is. I probably will never see it because no, I've no, heard... no, no. I don't know. I said I'm just, just to them. I know right. you, you don't need you don't need to watch it. Um, I don't think you. I don't think you would. You would care for it. But no. it's a. I mean, like I said it's. it's I know a, enough about it to know that I wouldn't. care It's for beautifully it. made, and it's like I said, it's fantastic performances, and and I highly recommend it. But I will never watch it again. Right. So um, I'd like to play a game. Oh God. So that was the end. That was the end. Yeah. The mist is now over and done. It will never be coming back. Here's the game I want to play. Okay. What happens in season two? Oh God. So here's the problem with that, because we have never not established what the mist even re- begins to be. But I think yes, I but I think we've been given enough to know kind of where, because we're both real good writers. Well, yes, and we're <laughs> I think we know where they were probably going to be going. Okay, well here's the thing: is that realistically, season two gets to be a soft reboot because. Everybody's dead, right? And the only people left alive, as far as we are aware, are our main characters, mm-hmm. and they are leaving, or they are going away from. So we've, we've we've cleared the board of all these characters. We've established that the military is feeding people the prisoners to the mist. So the next season, you have to have to answer. You have to answer a number of very critical questions. You have to figure out who not Brian is. Right. We need we need this. You know, we need his his origin story. We need clearly it's connected to Arrowhead. Yes, half season two has to happen with Arrowhead. Right. Half of season two has to be about not Brian realizing who he is mm-hmm. and what his connection to the mist is. My my feeling is that it's an alternate dimensiony sort of situation. Mm-hmm. And, because uh, I think it's not what it was in the book. It was, they opened something. They, they, nev- they never established. That was, okay. the, that was the implication, is okay. that they figured that something, into, into, they did something at Arrowhead to cause yeah. this have to happen. And and he is somebody who was, who has been put in the situation of the origin of the mist. Mm-hmm. And so he has, he has an, a deeper understanding of it than he locked inside of him. Right. And meanwhile, Adrian uh, manipulates soldiers to do weird shit. Because <laughs> you know he's sure okay. Like, yeah. I don't know. A, uh, like, yeah. <laughs> Adrian, Adrian sits in a room, like you know, because I don't think I don't think Kevin told or Mia told not Brian that that Adrian was the rapist. I don't think she had a chance. I don't think she did. So you know. So he's probably floating around doing weird stuff to people, oh, stabbing people in the neck and poking people with the, their eyes and stuff. Well, <laughs> well, cause, I mean, you, you end up you end up with the the people in the in our our heroes quote unquote, you know, Kevin and and Mia and and even and the sheriff, game shop boy and sheriff, yeah. and they're all here. And they're watching these. They're going to have to what? They're, they're, they're going to watch these people die terribly, um, or not? Because the mist only kills people who specific people. Yeah, and the problem is, is that you're going to run into the same problem you ran into with the the mist monster from Lost. Mm-hmm. You know, the smoke 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 monster. Right. Is that once you establish that this thing is a semi-sentient thing mm-hmm. 
that it actually has something resembling you know, it. It kills specific people for a reason. Um, it kills them in different ways. It plays off their fears. Ultimately, you have to explain it. Mm-hmm. You have to explain what it is. And the thing about um, both the the novella and the and the movie is that basically the mist was just kind of this place where worlds were coming together, and it was the stuff that was in the mist that you was know, the problem. Yeah, you know, and these creatures. It wasn't. It wasn't that the mist itself caused something to happen to you. It's just that the thing you couldn't mm-hmm. see that stepped out of the mist that was three stories tall and made of tentacles, or you know, a giant mosquito creature that sucks out all your blood. Mm-hmm. You know, that was something that that. Well, if I were gonna write in for season two, mm-hmm. I would continue with some of the themes. I think that there was so there's some stuff to be mined with. Alex has a connection to the mist. Yes, because she has survived it more than once, and it didn't. It took a real long when the mist finally decided to claim her. It did take a really long time right. to do it. So my suggestion is that she does have some sort of connection, and she will, she will have some sort of ability. And I think I'm going to just go with it since Kevin faced his fear in the mist and defeated it. Since he faced his dark side in the mist and defeated it, the mist no longer has an effect on him, and he learns that probably about halfway through the season. Okay. And I think that we're going to have a very Rick and uh, and uh, Shane relationship now <laughs> oh. between uh, between Sheriff and Kevin. Oh God! But you realize it's basically it's it's Fear the Walking Dead with these characters basically being Walking Dead analogs. Mm-hmm. But it's Fear the Walking Dead because it's the family. And oh god. Season think, two would have been such a ripoff. I think that Mia <laughs> Mia would have gone into a, a a bathroom at the gas station and been super upset for a minute, and then she would have pulled out a, a switchblade and chopped off the back of her hair. To become Carol. Came out really like <laughs> with a with a with a kick ass sharp bob. Yeah. And uh-huh. you know, and I think that that they would have gone up to Arrowhead and fought fought some soldiers. I, yeah, I think I think not Brian would probably have ended up in the position of being essentially on the opposite side from mm-hmm. his friends, uh, and he would have to make a choice, right? Because I don't know that you could maintain. Well, I, you couldn't maintain it for ten episodes. No, I don't think you could maintain this for two seasons. Period. No, absolutely you, if not. It had, if it had gotten renewed, there, I don't see how you could have gotten a third season. Without radically changing the show. Because mm-hmm. I think you would have to radically change the show between first and second season anyway. Because if your military is going to be... If this is going to become, you know, the the, the origin of the experiment behind this or whatever it is that caused this, it changes the dynamic. Because that's something that Stephen King never dealt with. Mm-hmm. Because strictly speaking, it kind of does hit all the beats of the novella over this ten episodes. Oh. It's not a great oh. adaptation. Hi. Hi, Zomba Dog. Can I bite you a little? No. I want to bite you a little. No. I just want to bite you a little. You know, it's 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 a poor adaptation of the, mm-hmm. of the the story, but it covers the ground. I mean, we're done. We're at the end of the book. Mm-hmm. At the end, of this. the whole you know having that discussion about them driving out. You know, we have to go. It's, Where can't are we go, go? It can't go on forever. That's basically the end of the story. Mm-hmm. And and so it's it's completely open because you never get the explanation of what mm-hmm. Arrowhead did or if. That's the assumption that a bunch of soldiers commit suicide and they find their bodies. And it's like, um, so I don't know. I mean, the problem is, is that with these characters, 
I don't care. Yeah. No. I no. legitimately do not care. And I would not, if I had managed to watch this, and it's like, oh, it's getting a season two. Well, do I care? Am I watching season nope. two? Probably not. So, yeah. Well, you know Fear the Walking Dead is coming back soon. Yes. But we have two more weeks. Next weekend. And, oh, I'm going to be gone. Well, I'll be, eh, yeah, I'll be gone um, taking the kids to Texas. Right. So, so folks, uh, Dustin is moving down to Texas. Yes. I am staying here in Kansas City. Right. The show is going to continue. Right. We're going to make it work long distance um, because we can. We have the technology. Mm-hmm. We can make this happen. And because we enjoy doing it. And, you know, obviously. It'll give us a reason to at least chat on the Exactly. Kind of on the phone for you know and an it's, hour it's, ninety minutes a week. It's way too easy when friends move away to not talk to them as much as you should. Right. And we try to avoid um, losing that sense of connection when you can. Uh, it's not easy to do. It's very easy to to have that become difficult. This is a way for us to to keep that from happening. Right. So um, we're all on board. But well, this show's never been about any of you. <laughs> it's always been about the fact that I needed somebody to come over. And let me have another adult to talk to for a couple of hours. It's all been about us, you and I liking to look at shows and go, this is terrible. <laughs> so we've got a couple of more weeks of filler to do. Right. So we'll have to decide what we're going to do about that. But we're not going to worry about that right now because no. it's after midnight. That's right. On and we're, we're going to wrap this up. So um, thank you, Dustin. Thank you, Tim. Thank you guys for listening as always. we uh, Thank you for listening to us ramble about a show like The Mist. It's been off for a season. <laughs> exactly. And, um, yeah. But, you know, it's, it's a genre of stuff that we like to listen to and, and look at, and we, and we hope you enjoy it as well. Obviously, if you do enjoy the show, uh, if you could rate us or leave us a comment on iTunes or podcast.com or any of the other places that you find uh, wherever you're listening to us. Mm-hmm. We also all, we have our own personal Twitters. Yes. Plus the Walking or the Zompocalypse Now Twitter. Yes. Uh, which we have not been live tweeting our hate watch of The Mist because we almost got banned. From Twitter for writing hate too many times, uh, which says something really. If you think about how, um, but Twitter... we will be going back. We'll be live tweeting again when yes. Fear the Walking Dead comes back, and maybe next week if we're watching something stupid. Well, you know, and you can find us on Facebook as well. Right. So uh, follow us. Uh, let us know what you think of the show. We hope you are enjoying it. We will see you next week with more Zompocalypse now, and uh, yeah, you guys have a good night. Yay. Apocalypse Now is recorded and produced by Dustin Adair and Timothy Harvey. All rights reserved.